Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, hello everyone, and you join us here today to go back down memory lane a little bit. You might remember we ranked some brands recently, and we picked 12 of them from the top list of Watchfinder watches, and you guys said, but you've missed out insert brand here. So we have gone down through your comments and picked out those brands and we are going to add them to our ranking. Tom, we had a good time ranking brands last time and we enjoyed reading the comments. Do you remember how we did it? Yes, we had a number of criteria to position our brands in order of greatness. If I remember correctly, that was quality, overall quality of the watch and the watchmaking. Uh, hits, greatest hits. How many iconic watches does the brand have? Have they got a one-hit wonder or have they got an entire catalogue of amazing watches? History, heritage being something that watch enthusiasts hold in high regard. Street cred, um, probably the most important factor of any watch. Um, do you look cool and do people comment <laughs> on your watch when you're wearing it? And value, how much bang can you get for your buck? Exactly. I'd like to add a caveat on value. A watch being low, low money is not the same as being a high value watch. You can have an expensive watch that gives you a lot more than what you'd expect for that price point and it still be good value. Yeah, exactly. Can you get all the heritage and prestige of an Omega Speedmaster for the price of a plastic watch? <laughs> the answer is no. no. <laughs> uh, so last time we ranked Rolex then Patek, then JLC, Omega, Cartier, IWC, Panerai, Breitling, Tudor, Tag Heuer, Audemars Piguet, and Hublot. We are going to insert a brand in that list somewhere, and the first brand we are going to insert is Vacheron Constantin. We had two of the Holy Trinity. We were missing one. Quality Tom, Vacheron. There's, there's one answer here. Impeccable watchmaking all across the board. Without doubt, of the mainstream, if you can call them such a thing, brands, the ones we've all heard of, Vacheron is well up there. They made the most complicated pocket watch of all time, the 57260, which had 57 complications to celebrate the 260th anniversary of the brand. No doubting that quality there. Hits. Hmm. Overseas? That's one, isn't it? That's a hit. 222. Yeah. Overseas and 222. Um, those are two great hits. Both very similar. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, history. Vacheron Constantin is one of the oldest brands out there. You mentioned 260 years a moment ago. Yeah, that's a long time. Uh, they've, they've got all the history. They, um, not just from a watchmaking perspective, but also from an artisanal perspective. Some of the uh, Le Cabernotier, like the Métier d'Al, as they call it, the, the artistic pieces they have made are just phenomenal. 
street cred. I'm not really sure. It's a bit under the radar, isn't it? It is an under the radar brand, I think. But I think if you were to see someone wearing it on the street, you'd think, wow, what what the hell is that? Like, it's sort of tantamount to wearing a crown. You know, it just looks, it looks ornate and it looks luxurious. Yeah. You're going to want to rob them. <laughs> it's a bit like having a car with one of those horns that goes, huh? Yeah. People don't know what the car is, but they're like, this guy lives in a mansion house that's falling apart. Yeah, that's old money. Yeah. <laughs> this guy writes on parchment. Yeah, so maybe not urban chic, but um, Maison Fabulous. <laughs> if they don't put that into a campaign, I don't know what the world's coming to. Maison Fabulous. And value, Tom. I wouldn't say that Vacheron necessarily presents good value in the in the idea that you would go to them to get a bang for the buck, except in one case. Yeah, the Vacheron 56. Yeah, this was a watch that we um, stumbled upon in a previous episode. I think it's about £10,000, but I mean, which sounds a lot, but for a Vacheron, that's, that's a great entry level into high-level, prestigious, complicated watch brand. So where do we put Vacheron? Above JLC? Below Patek Philippe? Above Patek Philippe? Above Rolex? Below Hublot? What do you think about this? I'm going to say above JLC, just because the quality is a bit higher. It's been around for ages. But a little bit below Patek Philippe, because Patek Philippe just has that little extra bit of street cred. Yeah, sure, you could argue that Patek and VC do very similar things, but Patek just has a little bit more fame. Exactly, exactly. In the same vein as Vacheron, we've got Breguet. Now, Breguet, another really old brand, inventor of the Torbjorn, of all things, did, I think, the first automatic watch. But no one seems to have heard of them. Their catalogue is a little bit messy, and... When I look through it, there aren't too many things that I actually go, oh, I'd want that. I want them, but I don't want them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Their timepieces are very ornate and sort of classical looking, aren't they? But, again, impeccable. No hits that I can think of. Yeah, you won't find any steel sports stunners here. Um, They're all very dressy. (laughs) They score incredibly high on quality and history, but hits street cred and value, barely, barely tickling the chart. How high does that get it, do you think? Above Cartier? Below Cartier? Above Omega? I almost want to drop it in under Tudor. Oh, let's do it. I don't think we really finished the first ranking, to be honest, and now we're adding to it. (laughs) It's going to get messy, but we're going to try our best. Seiko. Seiko. I mean, value for money. Value for money, of course. One of the best. One of the best. Um... What are the other things? Quality. I would argue that the quality is also there. They make sturdy, sporty watches for every day. I mean, you can't knock it on quality. Absolutely. And in terms of hits, their watches have nicknames like Tunican. Samurai. The Arnie. Exactly. You you don't get nicknames until you're the cool kid. Which is why I kind of resent the nicknames, because I was never the cool kid in school, Tom. Yeah, well, I'm sure there were nicknames that you didn't know about. So Seiko, I, I feel like I would expect it to be low in the list, but I want it to be high in the list. They do so much. They're such a good force for the industry and for, for everyone buying watches. If this were my list, I'd put them right on the top. Oh, damn. Let's do it. Let's do it. You're crazy. I'm putting them at the top, above Rolex. It won't fly with the anoraks. <laughs> well, those anoraks are just going to have to deal with it. Seiko at the top. Whoa. Well, you know what's going to happen next, don't you? If we're going to talk about Seiko, we're going to have to talk about its uh, little sister, 
Grand Seiko. All of those points that we just made about Seiko, plus one. <laughs> it's not as accessible as Seiko to everyone. The prices are a lot higher. So it loses out in that value aspect. It's still, I think, good value yeah. for what you're getting, for the quality of the watches. Hits, you've got the Snowflake, which is just... It's a bit of a poster child now, not just for the brand, but kind of for the the watch buyer who wants to buy something different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you've got things like the the Coda coming out now, which is just um, which is almost like a tour de force of watchmaking. They're starting to make waves, and those waves are getting quite big now. Um, Street cred. Well, they appeal to people like me, so I mean, maybe that's where I'll leave that. <laughs> You know, I think you could probably stick them in in the middle of the table, but can we put like a green arrow next to them? Rising. (laughs) I think I'm going to put Grand Seiko between Cartier and Omega. Sits right with me. (laughs) Omega, JLC, Vacheron, they're they're older, they're better known, they have established more things. Grand Seiko still feels like the young kid trying to prove itself. It's doing an awesome job, but... It still needs to mature a bit. It still needs to find some of its focus. It makes a lot of different watches. There is so much huge potential. If there were a second tier category for most promising student, it would be bang right up at the top. And we know that Seiko can be at the top because we just put it there and it's on its way to it. It's uh, exciting to see how this might be re-ranked over the next few years. Cool. From a very new brand to one of the oldest and still, I think, great value, Longines. Older than Patek Philippe beautiful watches from the master collection with those lovely barleycorn dials and complications you can get some pretty complex looking watches for not very much through to their vintage inspired stuff like the heritage diver there's a lot to like here i think it's massively underrated i can't say enough good things about them yeah they've got a huge catalogue of watches they haven't got that killer piece but Mm. i think all their models are fine (laughs) yeah yes everything it does is fine And for the price that you pay, that's good. What say you about placing Longines between Breguet and Tudor? I say, okay. Then it shall be done. Once the sale has been pasted, it cannot be unpasted, Tom. Well, I never did. How about this one, Tom? A Langud Zona. Oh. Which is how it's not said. Expertly made watches, impeccable finishing and attention to detail. Yep. Some of the best watchmaking and finishing out there. They've got the hits, I think, the Saxonia, the fairly recent sporty Odysseus. The triple split. Wow, the triple split, yeah. Just audacious watchmaking. Yeah. History, they founded watchmaking in Germany, pretty much. History doesn't get much better than we did it first. Yeah, that's a great accolade, yeah. Street cred, mm, yeah, another under-the-radar brand, but again, it's sort of sort of similar to JLC, isn't it? It's... If you know, you know. And if you don't, well, haha, shame on you. Exactly. <laughs> and value as well. They're not cheap watches, but they typically massively undercut Patek Philippe equivalents and usually give you higher quality for it. So in that in that cost-to-benefit ratio, they give you good value for what they're making. Where are we going to put them, Tom? Well, I think they pip Patek, personally. Strong words. When you hold them both... The pushers feel more solid and satisfying. Yeah. I feel like the finishing is 10, 20% better. In that regard, I feel like they need to be above Patek. 
Langer is the 4K to protect Philippe's 1080p. Sure. Is how I how I quite literally see it. But then the street cred's not there, so... Oh, and the icons aren't quite so iconic. Maybe just just below, above, above Vacheron. A very close second to protect Philippe, but really nipping at the heels. Cool. FP Jean, Tom. This is your independent, artisanal, very limited in number. Organic, sun-ripened, grown-on-the-vine watchmaking. First pressing. Um, <laughs> FP Jean have really changed the landscape, I think, in the collector sphere. So maybe not quite yet in the wider world, but the people who were buying up the vintage Rolex and Patek Philippe discovered this guy who's still alive, who makes watches, who does innovative things that look interesting, have a personality. And they have started to collect his watches and they have an enormous waiting list. There are enormous residuals on their products, specifically their entry-level pieces like the Chronometre Bleu. It's, it's the real insider's brand, those that know, know, even more so than something like JLC or Langer. So I would say I would put FP Jean around the same Grand Seiko point. Yeah. I personally have more of an affinity for Grand Seiko because they're watches that I can afford and own. But if I could afford an FP Jean, I would have one. Maybe just above Grand Seiko then. It's scoring off the chart in terms of quality, but I kind of feel like maybe let down on the rest of it. It depends how good you feel that quality is. Okay, should we settle on just below Grand Seiko then? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Said with such care and consideration. From the subtlety of exquisite watchmaking to Richard Mille, Tom, we've got Richard Mille. Let's just go through it. Quality. Well, they're very... I mean, you could almost say they're over-engineered, aren't they? These are sort of luxury times indestructible. <laughs> You've got the carbon fibre woven cases that are screwed together and anti-shock absorbing movements floating in the middle. In terms of quality, I think you, you, you do give them a tick for that, but it's not sort of quality that we often associate with luxury, I would say. It's more the quality you would associate with a very strong car. <laughs> it's a bit like the sixth form project I did where I made a set of drawers. And rather than just having one screw to hold a corner together, I had about eight just in case. Oh, right. Okay. I thought you were going to say the um, where you had to build a protective cage for an egg and then drop it off, <laughs> off the top of the school and it not break. Because I kind of feel like that's Richard Mill's approach to tourbillons. <laughs> It is. That's a very good observation, Tom. You get 10 points for that. Whoopee! Put that in the score. Uh, yeah, I, I very much agree with you. I actually really like Richard Mille. And I some of the smaller ones, like the Rafael Nadal, the original ones, I would happily own one. Yeah. And um, we'll get to the value of that in, in a minute. But I love the architecture on some of these pieces. I love the inventive thinking. I love the use of materials. I love how they look, how distinguished they are, or distinguishable, rather. Uh, they, they do a lot of things for a lot of people, but the people who don't like them really don't like them. But they know about them, which takes us to the hits aspect. Richard Mille as a brand is a hit. The history is not there, but the visual, how do you go from such a young brand to being this thing that people will pay millions of pounds for, is all in the way it looks. You instantly know it's a Richard Mille and you instantly know it's expensive. Absolutely. On the history front, Tom, I've kind of got a little bit of a bone to pick with some of the hypocrisy around Richard Mille and its success. 
lest we forget, Audemars Piguet in the 1970s was going to die, and so they created a steel watch that was terrible value, no complications, no precious metals, called the Royal Oak, just to be like, oh hey, I can see from the other side of the street that your cheaply made watch, uh, relatively, is expensive so therefore i know you have that kind of money where you can just spend it on stuff like that yeah and now everyone heralds that as an icon of industry and watchmaking richard mill did the same thing again in the 1990s wristwatches were tiny little gold things tourbillons were on the back it was all very sort of sedate and they said no we want to blow up the industry we're going to make something that people can see yeah and they made their watch. Yeah. And it is incredibly popular. And in 50 years' time, people will be buying the original, now then vintage watches, from Richard Mille, and they'll be highly collectible. Mm. We'll go through the cycle once again. Street cred, massive, value, terrible. Yeah, so it's kind of hitting four out of five there, isn't it? Yeah. But it is, like you say, it's an either you love it or hate it kind of brand, so I'm not sure where the safest place for it is on our list. Shall I just put it smack in the middle? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so so both parties think we've got it wrong. <laughs> there it is, between Cartier and IWC. Excellent. To the other end of the price scale, Tom, Tissot. Yeah, a hard-working brand with an extensive catalogue and a focus on value. Yeah. Yeah, gr- great points for value, great points for history. They were around at the beginning. One of the oldest people, I think. Founding date starts with 18, so there you go. <laughs> Street cred, the PRX has just blown up watchmaking, I think, in a in a younger, less wealthy audience. And that's fantastic. I think, do you know what it does? It's Longines and a bit more. Yeah. In every category. Yeah, Longines, but with like cool pixel shades on. <laughs> I'm going to stick them above Longines. I think that makes sense. <laughs> and on to our last one, Tom. It's Zed for Zenith. Oh, yeah. I mean, a great watchmaker and um, some great accolades from the past qualities definitely there great watchmaking yeah hits they've got the El Primero everyone knows the El Primero saved the Daytona the Defy well there's the old old Defy which was good and then it was horrible and then it was good again oh yeah so (laughs) so a bit of a spotty pass with the Defy great history great history didn't they invent the chronograph they invented the no (laughs) they created the world's first integrated automatic chronograph not counting the one the Japanese made before oh right yeah yeah, yeah. little bit contentious a little bit yeah um, so the story goes when they announced that they were making this um, the heads of Seiko were actually at the Basel World Fair and congratulated them on their achievement and very politely didn't say yeah we just did that a few months ago they just let them have it that's so strange isn't it and so Japanese yeah, I mean, the movement was a Japanese domestic-only movement, like Grand Seiko has been for so long. It was, we're just making it in Japan, we don't need to worry about what you're up to in Switzerland. Yeah. Congratulations. I like that. Good old Japanese. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? I don't know what to do with Zenith. I want them to be at the top, but I don't think that's right. Yeah. Breitling's been doing some great stuff recently, so I don't think they can be above Breitling, even though perhaps I'd want them to be. Above Breguet? Yes, then it is done. So there you have it, dear viewer and listener. We have ranked 10 more brands that you suggested in the comments, and we've put them in places that you don't like. That is guaranteed. Yeah. Please do tell us in the comments why we've completely mucked this up again. <laughs> and we look forward to ranking some more brands in the future. Thank you very much. Please do like, comment, subscribe, etc., etc., and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 